Welcome to Through the Looking Glass. While here in Wonderland, we're going to discuss topics and share stories to help clear up the distorted views of relationships. We provide a safe place for a balanced and honest conversation. While each episode can help all who listen, the focus will be on the community of color. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Through the Looking Glass podcast. This is our second episode of season four. Season four, our first episode. We got some interesting feedback on that. Some people saying that, yeah, it could be, you know, you can be single too long and they can see where some of those issues that we talked about could come up and be a barrier. But if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. You don't, you know, you don't want to miss out on some some interesting stuff. But today, tonight, this evening, we're going to be talking about divorce and dating after divorce what is that what does that feel like how does that look all transparency well i'll let everybody say their story but uh, yeah it's something that people really have to think about before they jump back up on the scene and one of the uh letters that came in throughout wonderland the individual said the individual said my divorce will be finalized next month I am thrilled for my marriage to officially be over. I think that's the sentiment for a lot of people. (laughs) I initiated the divorce at the end of August. And by the end of October, we agreed it was our best interest and things were mostly amicable. I met my ex when I was 21 and now I'm 30. I have no interest in dating and I don't feel ready. So that's kind of the question. What does that look like? What does dating look like after divorce so i have my statements i have my viewpoints but i'm gonna throw it out to you guys like when people talk about dating after the divorce what does that look like you know what what are some things or you can even share your own experiences what were some challenges around that i will say just starting off dating after divorce just making sure that you are fully prepared to be able to be invested into another person and you've done everything for yourself and you're not just moving on just to have somebody, but you still haven't done all of that work to clear everything from yourself from the previous, from your own previous marriage. Yeah. Dating after a divorce for me is scary. It's different. For me, for my personal experience, it was definitely different from what the dating arena was beforehand. I think it's important to know who you are at that at this point in time, or at that point in time when you do decide to date after a divorce. Many times people after a divorce, you kind of look at things a little differently. So make sure that when you're out there in the dating field, that you are communicating with people who are at your stage of life, you know, like where you're at right now, going to places you're wanting to go in that direction and wanting some of the things that you want as well. Do you guys think the length of a a marriage can have an impact on if it's easier or, or not to date after a divorce? Like right now I'm looking at some input where the person said they were married for 15 years. That's of the same length of time I was married for. So almost two decades. Right. And they said that they don't even have, they, it took a year, they took a year off before they jumped back in there. Do you think 
a length of time in the marriage has an impact on if it's going to be easier or not? Or do you feel it's more dependent on the person? Well, I think the length of time does play a huge part in it, especially now. Because, I mean, if you look at, let's talk about 10, 15 years ago, the whole dating environment is just totally different. So then just going back into going back into the kind of dating, going back on the dating scene. And it's just, it's, it's so different than it was 10, 15 years ago. So it's like the things that you were used to when you got with and was dating, courting your spouse. And then the marriage, it's like, you just have to deal with the, the new nuances that comes with the dating in today's. Yeah. It's kind of what Keisha said too. It's kind of like, this is probably a worst analogy ever, but like somebody going to jail and then getting out of jail. I'm not saying marriage is jail. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying it's kind of like going to jail. And then when you come out, so many new things have happened. You have to get acclimated to it. Like 10, 15, 20 years ago, like you guys said, the dating scene looked very different. Like what were some of the things that were common? That What were some of the things that were like, commonplace for people looking for a match 10, 15 years ago, or even before you guys were married? What did the dating scene look like for you all before y'all were married versus how it looks now? For me, it was much easier. <laughs> it was easier. <laughs> to me, it was, it was easier. Men were more, to me, they were more sociable and respectful in their socializing with you, the social skills versus just being so blunt. Something happened, I think, in the music industry where it's like the respect towards a woman and their approach changed. So I think somewhere it tied into with dating too I don't know so back then I guess it was a little easier for me because men were more welcoming they they were more respectful in their re approaches and I, I don't know it's it, it was just different I think it was more fun dating was more fun then too yeah I mean I would say that I mean as far as being fun I mean it's like it's nowadays it's just so stressful and it's just so much other things you have to worry about and it's just like what it nowadays mm -hmm. i mean it's i don't know because it's like <laughs> the excess people have it's just it's too open like with social media and i think that's what causes the dating nowadays to be so hectic because it's like people aren't focused on the individual that they are getting to know now because like you're already kind of working towards the next person or you're already trying to see what other options are out there. So you're not fully putting your all into a person because you still kind of got your, you got one eye on this person, your other eye kind of still scanning, seeing, hey, what's out there? Is anything better? And I mean, I think that's one of the negatives for social media and everything nowadays where it's like it, you have so much out there that's available for you. Do you think men do that more than women? When dating, just kind of like, okay, you have someone over here you got your eyes on, but it's like, I don't want to zoom in or lock in on this one because 
so many more. I might meet something better, somebody better. Do you think men do that more than women? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And then it's just because it's a numbers game. I mean, there's there are more men, there are more men available than women. So it's something like where you have if as a guy is that a true statement because i thought there were more females available than men i mean i'm sorry yes i'm sorry yeah i'm sorry yes i'm sorry it's the opposite way around yeah there are more there are more women than men my bad yeah that's cool yeah but no but so with that being said you have so many women going and trying to like meet only a small amount of men. So as, as men, it's like you kind of have your pick of the litter. So it's like, hey, well, let me see what's going on. That, that should get old. It's fun, but I mean, it, get, it gets old after a while. So so when does it get old? When a man turns 60, 70? Or <laughs> when they need a CNA to what they ask? <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. It's just when it's inside the guy where he just feels like, look, man, I'm just tired of being out here. I'm tired of having to deal because even if you're being open and honest with women and letting them know, hey, I'm out here, I'm not looking for anything serious. I'm seeing multiple people, and you're being honest about it, and that's cool. But then after a while, you just get tired of having to deal and be involved with all of those different personalities and I mean that's understandable so it's just I can't tell you exactly what the time frame is on it it's not like an age or hey when a guy hits 40 or 45 or 35 or whatever but it's like when the guy knows he knows I mean but it's also when the guy feels as though he's found that one and that one is the woman who it's just like she's his everything. She's given him everything that he desires. And sometimes it might be some things that he doesn't even realize that he's looking for, but she's providing that for him. So it's like, okay, I, I don't need three, four, five women to fit, fit these voids. I can have this one person that fills everything for me. That can spin off into a whole different conversation. But you know what? I'm, I, I know, and I'm just say this and get off it. Sometimes a man can have that right in front of them and they feel like I'm still missing something. Like I've heard men say, um, I see this going somewhere between me and you. This is, you know, I feel like this is going somewhere, but I'm not quite ready to get in a relationship just yet. We can be exclusive of as in the point of not sleeping with somebody else or really dating someone else and I see it going somewhere but I want to before we get into a relationship I have some personal goals I'm working on or whatever um I've heard like stuff like that before you know when it comes down to men and women so I'm like is that still like I always wonder is that like a hesitant because I still want to keep my eyes out there and kind of see what's out there. I think you're a good catch, you good match for me, but I just need to make sure because the, the truth of the matter is somebody better is always going to come along. It doesn't matter when you decide to get married. It's kind of like buying a house. You may find a home to have everything you want. 
And then you look back on the market and it's like, God dang it, if I would have just waited a little while longer, it's always, but the house is still doing what you need it to do. So I just want to throw that out there. I've heard that before. No, but I think it's more so on a guy, on a guy end, especially after going through a divorce, the guy may not, he, the hesitation maybe maybe more so not wanting to open himself up for that hurt, the hurt and disappointment. So, I mean, the same way women put up guards and put up walls to protect mm-hmm. themselves, guys do it as well. Okay. And I think, and I think as far as guys stay a little bit more guarded after they've had that like heartbreak and disappointment. Mm. Okay. Mm. Like I said, that that can be a whole nother conversation. So I'm 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 going to uh I guess my my two cents, I'm always the oddball weirdo on the crew. Like things have changed pre-divorce, post-divorce of you know the dating scene. And I really, I think a lot of it has to do with your individualistic preferences, right? Because I know for me, like before, this is going to make me sound so bad. Before I got married, like I really didn't date. Like I didn't date for commitment. I did other stuff for other stuff. So you did other stuff for other stuff. You can't elaborate. (laughs) I wasn't dating for commitment. Like if I did find myself in a relationship, it was like I got caught in a net. And there was always a constant desire to get out of the net. There was never like a conversation of, hey, I like you. Let's do this long term, yada, yada, yada. Even even the marriage was like, we're not doing anything else. Why not? So it wasn't, it lasted for a pretty long time, even though, you know, it that wasn't my intent. When I met that individual, that wasn't my intent. Relationships really weren't my intent. Now, after marriage, the interactions or situations I found myself in, same situation. The intention was never, I'm going to end up marrying this person. Um, But I guess my question would be, I think for me, what what occurred though is the self-evaluation after the fact. Like, why was I like that? You know, why did I have those viewpoints? Why am I, why was I such a runner? Um, Why was I emotionally unavailable? So there's a lot of self-work that had to occur that's still ongoing after the marriage. And I think too, there has to be some honesty with people when they come out of a marriage if they're even ready to go into a relationship. And I, I don't think a lot of that happens. I, I if Sometimes I feel people use relationships as medicine. People use relationships as a way to fix themselves, but you can't do that. You can only fix yourself. You can't use somebody else to fix you. And I think sometimes people run from one relationship to another so they don't have that time alone. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Makes sense. I believe it. I believe that. Like there's a fear of being alone. I, I really feel that there for, for some people, a lot of people, there's a fear of being alone. And when you have, even if the marriage wasn't healthy, right? It still was somebody there. You know what I'm saying? And now you're in a situation where there's nobody there. So instead of having nothing except yourself, 
you run to something else just to fill that void instead of doing the work on your own. So right. when that happens, like, like if somebody was listening now and knows that there's, that's their pattern, like what could you even tell them to say, pause, slow down, stop? If you don't and deal with your past hurt and pain, it's going to become a volcano. Eventually, you're going to hit a brick wall. And it's like this invisible wall that you know is coming. You just don't know how close. And at some point, it's like all of that hurt and pain is just going to surface. And you're going to have to deal with it. And that's regardless if you're with somebody or not. You just can't keep pressing through it's not healthy to keep pressing through and like well i'm just gonna get with somebody else you know the old saying to get over one you get under another one i don't find that to be true i mean if you don't deal with it it's gonna come up definitely what do you think chris i see it in your face say it chris is that no i mean no you no um, i mean i mean i I totally agree with y'all i mean you have to it's always working on yourself and just trying to figure out, hey, what is it that you want? Because I mean, over time, your wants and need changes. So let's say if you were married for 10 years, when you got married, as far as what you were wanting and needing was way different after 10 years. But I can also see far as, like you're saying, just jump to the next person, if you're used to having somebody for so long, and I don't think, I think it's kind of like, not the fear of being alone. It's like, you just, you, you, you got to be so used to having that person, even if it wasn't the best environment, you're still used to kind of having someone there. And it's like, when you have to sometimes deal with, sometimes being by yourself is the best thing because it gives you time to reflect. It gives you time to think about certain things and then you can kind of move on for that. But then I also think that too much of that alone time can be harmful as well. So you have to have that healthy balance. But I like so I'm not all there. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, but I, like I said, I'm not all for that, like just jumping from person to person because what happens when an individual is jumping from relationship to relationship. I think over time they lose touch with themselves and they don't know exactly what it is that they want. So now it's like they are just working on the needs of others and then they forget Mm -hmm. who they are. Exactly right. And and I know my time solo has been very helpful because I've learned to be intentional now. I learned to say, okay, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. Because beforehand, I didn't do that. So you got what you got. If you're not intentional and you don't put boundaries up of this is what I want, this is what I will and won't tolerate, then you really are just flying by the seat of your pants and you get whatever whatever comes to you. So I've learned to be intentional. I've learned to be intentional. I've also learned to try to figure out more why I run and why I was not emotionally available. And that takes time. That's not going to happen in a week or two weeks. Oh, I met this next new person. I'm healed. I'm done. I'm good. Like that took a lot of time. And sometimes it's in your face where you don't even want to admit it, but you really have to be honest with yourself 
So you won't bring those same behaviors into the next relationship. You know what I'm saying? And when, when you don't take that time, I get, and my question always is for people who don't like being by themselves, why? Cause there's, there, there's, there could be the reason why I just need people around or is it that you just don't like who you are? Because there are people out here who don't like who they are. So they feel they need somebody else in the picture to make them better. And that's a whole nother problem when you don't mm-hmm. like who you are. Like if you can't, and my question is, if you can't stand to be by yourself, then how the hell do you expect somebody else to, to be around you? If you don't love yourself, how do you expect somebody else to love you? You know what I'm saying? And those are some questions that we really have to get honest about if you want to go into a healthy relationship, because you don't want to go from divorce to divorce to divorce to divorce, because sooner or later, you're going to have to ask yourself, maybe I'm the damn problem. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's me. I'm the common denominator here. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad person. You could just be picking the same scenarios being played out by different people. So it's really a situation where you have to get honest with yourself. And another one other question I had too, and it was the length of time, because one gentleman told me, or when I tell people like, yeah, I was married for 15 years, I get like a gasp or like, oh God, like 15 years, that's a, you know, like that's a big deal. And then one person told me that can be intimidating. So is, so if you do meet somebody, and you find out they were married for like 20, 30 years. Is that intimidating for into a, going into a renewed relationship in y'all's opinion? Okay, I, well, I'll tell you, well, ladies, I'll tell you, any dude that is worried about the previous guy and everything, just, man, leave that clown alone. Like, because, I mean, look, dude, I don't give a damn about the previous dude. He He's not the pitcher anymore. It's time for me to step up and do what I got to do. So, yeah, man, like anytime a guy, if he's worried about and he's continuing asking the questions about your ex and everything like that, man, leave that clown alone, man. Because, no, nah, man, they intimidated by, no, nah, man, fucking hell, that shit, man. Got me cussing. I'm on this. Wow. Triggered. He said the circus <laughs> has come to town. Yeah, like, come leave on, it. man. Like, yo, whatever, man. Like, all right, cool. You been with the dude. I don't give a damn if you was with the dude 50 years. All right, cool. Them 50 years, it's gone now. Chris, do be like Now, let's go ahead and get another 50. You said what? You said what? Let's see, here we go, man. Here we go, man. Like, whatever. I didn't move. I'm sorry. All right. So, (laughs) as we go, (laughs) as we go in, like, so some individuals are saying, you know, you need to know that chemistry doesn't always mean a long term connection. Do you guys agree with that? It could be lust. It could be just an explosion of physicality. You say it doesn't mean a long-time connection? Or- yeah. Yeah. Just because you have man. chemistry with somebody you, doesn't mean it's going to be long-term. You know what I hear? You know what that sounds like, Michelle? It sounds like I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Oh, Jesus. Well. Same, it, it sounds like the same thing. I think you have to feed chemistry. Chemistry has to bed. Because you may start off with some chemistry with somebody and then if you just, if you don't feed it, it kind of like, we had good chemistry and then I don't know what happened, it's gone. You have to feed it. It's just like continuing to date someone even after 
you're in a relationship or you're married. You got to keep feeding it. But it's also, I mean, what is it chemistry or is it compatibility? And I know that's something that we talked about last season. Yeah. For mm-hmm. which one was more, which one was more important? I, it's got to be chemistry because I I've been compatible with a lot of guys and it's still it was no. When I look at you every time and I don't feel like jumping your bones, I can't be with you. Like I want to look at you and be like on the spot. I should be able to do something. Right. If I don't feel that. Whoa, wait. <laughs> right. I agree. Wait a minute. Moving on. You also want to make sure you're actually <sighs> over your ex before you start to date. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, and now that right there, that now that right there, that's a big one. Because especially when you've been with somebody for so long. And then what you tend to do is always compare. And you should never compare individuals. But you just compare, you compare certain things about your ex. Or it could be certain things that's triggering, where it's like, yo, like, damn, you sound just like how she sounded. You doing the same thing she was doing. Like, I ain't dealing with this shit again. And so, I mean, you just, but then I think when you feel like that, it's because you still, it's something still like harboring for the previous relationship. Right. right. You got to give yourself time to heal. You got to let go of the resentments. And come into the new relationship from a different place, from a healthy place. You can't be using the same lens that you had with your ex and taking it into this new experience because you're setting that person up. And we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. That's true. Then, the, you know, people say take it slow. But when when people say take it slow, like that's subjective to the individual. Like what would you two explain or describe for you what would take it slow look like good question because if you're doing everything that's entailing a is that a word entailing a relationship i mean what's the slope is the slow part not like getting engaged or getting married i mean like i i'm so confused on that the part of taking it slow like what part or is it before you get in a relationship or after you're in a relationship? What part is the taking it slow you're referring to? I think they're talking about sex. See, I mean, well, I don't know because I've known people that had sex on the first date, the first like a one night stand and they get married and they're together 30, 40 years. And I've known people that wait 90 days to have sex or the 10 date rule or whatever you do. And then it it don't work out. So no, 10 date, dates, going out encounters. Like, I mean, (laughs) yeah. So I mean, you can't, and y'all know like, you can't, (laughs) you can't put, you can't put like time frames Cause I feel as though you put yourself in a box where you're kind of, hey, well, this is what it is. And it's like cookie cutter. But I mean, relationships aren't cookie cutter. It depends on the two individuals that are in the relationships and that deal with each other. So it could be, like I said, sex on the first night or three, four months down the road or whatever. Like, it's just, it depends on the situation. So I don't know. I mean, that far as taking it slow, um, I think it's more so just jumping out there, like the full commitment. You just have to make sure that you are personally ready to like 
give your all and go all in with it. Okay, I got something to say about the taking a slow part. Now, for women, and our behalf, it's like we kind of chance it if we move too fast when it comes down to the sex part. Because if we are quick to jump in, then we could be labeled as a whore. Well, she do that with you, she do that with, with your homeboy, with this person and that person. So sometimes when we um, you know, jump out there like that, we can be mislabeled. So Oh, and, and then I know it is the other side too right and if you decide to wait and then you find this dude is garbage in that area you don't waste it all that time because i'll be damned if we're gonna stay together right so what do you do you're either gonna be labeled or you're gonna wait and now you're like what the hell like i'm just being honest like i can you know relationships <laughs> is the i don't disappointing thing <laughs> And now you look at compatibility. Okay. <laughs> this area, that area, but we are not compatible in this spot. Now, what's more important, the chemistry? Or You're done. You're done. Wind it up. <laughs> Wind it up. Why are you so quiet, Chris? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, like, it's, I just, uh, so there is a very like, and I understand that on the woman's behalf, it's a slippery slope for us. You don't want to go out here and out here just opening yourself up for anything. And it's like health reasons and mental reasons, everything beyond that. So you just don't want to be out here doing that. However, I will say, and this is a secret, if, if, if a woman really wants to know like kind of the true intentions of a guy, go ahead and sleep with him go ahead and have sex with him and then you would know if he's just there for the sex or if it's not. What you, I'm telling you if, if you want if you look man if you want if you want to know a guy's hold on what you say you can't take it once you get it I'm just saying if, 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 look man you can come after me so I mean, hey, look, it's, I'm just telling you, if you want to know the true intention, because yeah, 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 I don't care. Bring it on. I'm just saying, I'm just being real. I'm just being real. If if you want to know the true intentions, because man, look, man, guys, like I said, guys can put on this front and be this representative for time to get whatever it is they want. If it's sex. And then like, hey, like you might be able to wine and dine, you take you out, this and that, and do the right things for that period of time until they get what it is they want. And once they get it, then they go on and then you're like, yeah. So like, look, man, go ahead. Give it up to them first and then see what it is. Don't do it. Don't do it. And you got the monkey pox out here and whatnot. Ain't no, nobody want to chance that. Like, look. <laughs> See, okay, first I thought you was trying to say that the, I had the streets are, the, Yeah. Oh, God. Why would I say that? Yeah. That, that's why. Yeah. That's, I, okay. I'm sorry. I should have let you finish. But I'm like, hold on, man. Don't be Thank you. Know but honestly, the streets, are, the streets are a dangerous place to be in. Yeah, it is. A lot of the times. I mean, it is. It, I mean, it is. It is. But um, I don't know. It, I, mean, I mean, that's another discussion. What about watching out for somebody who's too perfect? What what would be considered no too perfect. perfect in y'all's opinion? That's what it is. that's what it is. Watch out for anyone who seems too perfect. What would that look like? What is too perfect um, to you guys? 
But now I think too perfect may be if you've dealt with a bunch of BS in the past. So now you have somebody that's doing the things that you want and you aren't accustomed to those things. This person can feel kind of you like, hold up, man, everything seems too good to be true, but it's not too good to be true. You just used to dealing with a bunch of garbage. And now right. you got somebody that's kind of stepping up, doing those things, treating you the way you want to be treated, the way you should be treated. And I think it is kind of scary at times because it's an unfamiliar feeling. So how do you tell? And them? I'm not saying it's not. I agree. I agree with that. <clears throat> what do you mean? How do you? But tell how the do difference? you tell the difference between this person is just providing you a healthy experience that you're not used to versus somebody is being fake as hell? How do you tell the difference? Well, when it's on a consistent basis and it's just, it's, I mean, you can you can tell stuff when people are doing things and this isn't their but natural being. Oh, no, I mean, no, no, because eventually- Not if they're real, psychopaths or yeah. narcissistic. No, 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 not really. Um, I mean, eventually real is going to recognize real and they, they're not going to be able to have I hate this that representative phrase. I hate have that this phrase. mask on. Define real. What? Define real, recognizing real. Because people throw that f- phrase around so much, but I really don't feel people have the ability to explain that in a detailed way. It's just like something that's- uh, I know I'm real, so I'm a recognized real. That's not the case because I can feel I'm real all day, but I've been played multiple times. Multiple. No, I mean, but no. Multiple. But the thing is, like, what I mean, but what's real for you is real, it's different from somebody else, though. So that's so that's what I'm saying. That so you, who determines the gauge know. on that then? You do. I can't agree with that. I don't feel that you will know. There's people out there who can get one over. I've gotten stuff over on people. Cause I, I have really? a this may sound bad, but I'll have a end game in mind of what I want to get. So I do what I need to do to get what I need to get. They weren't able to recognize it. I mean, see, well, I mean, no, but I mean, that's just not, but like you said, as an individual, they're going to know what it is. So it's not saying that for one it's going to be different for the next person. But I mean, like I said, you should be able to tell if someone's being genuinely good. We're going to have to agree to disagree on that. What do you think, Keisha? Because uh, if that's the case, I would be out of a job. Oh, Lord. The person who um, you said something earlier about the person who acts too perfect, like when you come across someone who's doing. Yeah. What would that look like for you? Many Somebody who's too perfect. When a person, it kind of looks like a person that's, that's a narcissist, a narcissistic, someone that has narcissistic personality they will put on just a a great display of what a man or a woman should be for the next person as far as in a relationship, good traits. But in the back of their head, it's always for a personal gain. I've seen that more with people who is, who's been diagnosed with that, or undiagnosed, who's just a narcissist. When they have that trait, they will put on a good show, but it won't last psychopaths are known for doing it too oh yeah and i only only know that because i've I've dug so deep into the research for the true crime miniseries that it's a it's a show one interview i saw where the he had antisocial personality disorder he literally said he watches and mimics yeah they study you that yeah watches and mimics so for the real person of course okay yeah real recognizes real but what of the real 
is just mimicking what they see. And they can do this for years. No, but I still know, I still feel as though you you like you feel it within. And like you should be able to pick up on those vibes of hey man, this kind of seems kind of off. But I mean, I know y'all always talk about the like women intuition. That's so what if that's a trauma response? What if that's a trauma response? There's a difference between intuition and a trauma response. That this don't feel good, but it's because I've been traumatized from a previous relationship. It's not necessarily that somebody's out to get me. And there's a difference between those two things. But that's also, so, like I said, if you've done the work on yourself, you should be able to. I think when you've done the work on yourself, you're able to kind of you get a like a deeper understanding of those things. So it's like things that you've done in the past and not really even one realizing what you've done or not understanding why you were doing things a certain way. Once you've kind of did that, had that self-reflection, you know exactly, I mean, you get a better feeling for picking up on these things. I agree. Because it really comes down to you doing the work. You got to do the work. You got to do the work. Because if you don't, you're really the only person to blame when the relationships don't pan out. Right. So I, I agree with that. And another suggestion is drawing a relationship map. And I think that's an amazing idea. Like visualizing what you want, what the goal is, what's your end game? What are you trying to accomplish before you get into a relationship? I think that's that's an amazing idea. And we've kind of talked about it before, writing things down. What are you looking for in a mate? And being honest about it and being very specific about it. I think that can kind of give it more of an intentional aspect than just somebody meeting you. You guys like your meat suits and uh, go from there. Like actually being honest about what you want. And if that person from the jump isn't able to give it to you, then you need to move on. Right. Mm-hmm. How about forgetting whatever your type is? Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. You know, hoo. I tried that. I tried to date beyond my type. And when you, in my experience, when you date folks that's beyond your type and you're really trying, they really like you. The ones I've dated, oh my God, those are the ones that was like really, you know, they was really, really feeling me, but the chemistry wasn't there. We had, we were compatible, but the chemistry wasn't there. So, it didn't work out for me, but maybe y'all got a better story. I know you have to what forget you your type. Because, <laughs> I mean, no, you have to pick your type because if you have this type and then your type, the shit always don't work out, then that's not your type. Or maybe you like the type that like, you can't say, well, hey, all guys are like this, all women are like this. Like, no, that's your type and that's what you're choosing. So you can't have this type. I want somebody that's this, this, and that. And then you keep finding the same person in different bodies because that's your type. And your type is going to do what they do. So, and I will say. Tells this to me all the time, so. Yeah, now I will say. Like, but then once you forget, like, what your type is. And then you know how nowadays everyone say, like, the dating pool has pee in it or it's contaminated and all those other stuff. So, I mean, that could be it. But that's, like, where you're swimming. 
that's the pool that you're in. But once you move to another pool, you'll find out that, hold up, it's totally different over here in this pool. So that's what I believe that's what it is. Once you forget what your type is and you move away from what the things that you're accustomed to, you're going to get different results. There's some things I'm just they're non-negotiable. I have, I have, now I have a very eclectic type. Like if you looked at all my exes, they don't really have a, a running theme. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. What, what that um, word, hold on, what that word mean? Oh, difference. There, there, there's not a commonality. It's a bunch of different varieties. So if you looked at a lineup of my exes, the only thing I would say that they all have in common would be facial hair and height. And a penis. Oh, absolutely. Facial hair, height, penis, and broad shoulders. So, (laughs) what? (laughs) Oh, Jesus. So, is it my type to have facial hair, some type of facial hair, broad shoulders, tall, and a penis? Are there, are are, are any of those things I can't let go? You have to have a penis. (laughs) That's something, that's something... I can't forget, you have to have a penis. Now, the height, the facial hair, the broad shoulders, I mean, what what do you say, Keisha? I'm shutting up. Well, no, because well, nowadays with the- But you like, have to have a penis. No, I mean, with some of that stuff, you can like get work <laughs> on now. What you mean? Yeah, hold on, I know y'all, ain't, they, they got the height lengthening, where the dudes are getting their legs broke and extending and getting like, three to five inches taller you can get the fake beards put on so like i said guys coming up the same way women you know what i'm saying doing things guys <laughs> we on the move baby and I, but i'm not saying if somebody came to me with a baby's baby face no hair no shoulders five foot ten but they're an amazing person and they treat me well uh, it, it may, you know, the treating me well should be the type. I, <laughs> shut up, Keisha. Talk about, we only treat you right. You wouldn't even Tell it all, Keisha. Tell it all. Because look, man, because look, I, I could tell she was coming with some BS because the way she was saying it. So go ahead and tell it all, Keisha. Because she over there jump trying to act a certain way. Look, man, yeah, we calling you out tonight, Michelle. You, I mean, you getting called out. Look, yeah. penis. You have to Go have ahead. a penis. Let's move on. Tell the truth and shame it oh, down. Well, Keisha, what is your non-negotiable type then? Well, definitely you have to have a penis. I request, I'm 5'11", pretty tall old woman, so I'm requesting that they at least be put in above. What's my non-negotiable? Is this physical or just... It's whatever. whatever. They, they're they saying just forget your type. Oh, forget And I'm just trying type. to figure out. I, I think I work better with people who are business minded and, you know, in those aspects too. Non-negotiable, definitely. Height, you know, height wise, weight and all that. We can work around that. What else is non-negotiable? Credit score. Oh, Lord. What else? See, Keisha lives longer than mine. You got to be single. You can't. (laughs) You got to be single, single. Like, I don't, I don't like. Just because you ain't talking to me about it don't mean she ain't there. Right. Single, single. 
Yeah. The next the next one is find a therapist before even making a dating profile. What? You gotta find a therapist. Finding before you find a therapist before even making a dating profile. Well, I don't think it's that serious to find a therapist before you make a profile. Because <laughs> you know yourself better than the therapist do. So I don't no, I don't think it's that serious. But if you feel you need that guidance and you need that support. That's fine. You know, you need to support. Right, right. Go for it. And, and just have good people that you can soundboard from, right? You don't necessarily have to find a therapist before making the dating profile. Like Keisha said, that's kind of extreme. But have good, good friends, family, trusted people that you can do a soundboard from. Like, why are you making this dating profile? Is it for entertainment purposes only? then state is for entertainment purposes only. Is it to smash? State is to smash. If it's to find a husband or a wife, just be clear of your intentions and and be honest about your intentions. I think that would help. But th- I think there's also consequences. You know what I'm saying? If If you get on these dating apps and you're having accessibility to all these people, do you feel that there's a level of responsibility that you have to have a for your own boundaries, but also your interaction with all these different people? Mm-hmm. I think so. You need to because like you definitely have to be careful because people can put anything on a profile with these dating mm-hmm. apps. So I would suggest doing your personal search. Yeah, <laughs> you want to research. You want to verify what this person is saying to you is true definitely use reverse phone number lookups you can use reverse image lookups and ladies and men stop putting your children on the dating apps please stop putting children on dating apps do you have they're not looking for dates no and if you're dealing but people are looking for you yeah somebody who is like a rapist or they're trying to traffic Mm -hmm. and you put your child up there this might they know who to come for it's gonna give you the world just so they can get close mm-hmm. enough to you so you can trust them at some point to hey can you pick up johnny from school for me yep. and boom that's it that's it oh, don't do that i don't even make known my kids ages or nothing you know i yes i have kids i have children. i have girls well not girls i have two you know kids but i won't go into details about nothing no pictures right anything and if they ask you off the jump that should be a concern like you just started talking to this person in the next few sentences you got any kids nah son you don't have access to that level of information right because there are people who are on these applications who are looking for single parents just to get access to the kids. So be very intentional when you do use dating apps, know what you're going on there for, set up your boundaries and and know that it comes with responsibility. It does. Some scary things have happened. Some great things have happened. People have met, people have gotten married. Some scary things have happened. So like Keisha said, do your due diligence. If you're using it for entertainment, then use it for entertainment. But if you're actually looking for a mate, just be very clear about what you're looking for. So another area that they we just talked about where it says don't hide the fact that you have children. I we're not saying like don't like keep it a secret, but at the same time, don't 
provide that information too early because you have to understand who, what's out there. What's out there? Like, you're not saying we were, we're hiding the kids because we want to seem more dateable. Like, screw that. If you can't deal with me having kids, then you can't deal with being with me, period, because this is a package deal, buddy. Right. And anybody who has kids and feels that they should have to hide them, that's a concern for that person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would say that person needs to do some work on themselves if you feel you need to hide your kids to get a date. Get the hell out of here. Are you serious? Right. Those are my biggest accomplishments in my life. Why would I hide them? I'm hiding them to protect them, not to seem more dateable. And in the life of, I won't mention names, but making people who have children seem like they're not somebody that you would want to date. That's freaking BS. Treats for females is once you get a certain age or if you're divorced and you have kids and you're a single parent, that makes you less desirable, which I call BS. But let's ask the male that's on the panel. Like, does that make a female less desirable if she has kids or has been divorced? four or five different baby daddies it's, it's just different even though they have the same amount of kids but you can it's just different for us being like someone that's an ex-wife versus a baby mama there is a difference and i think some people don't understand the difference of that but i'm like no there is a difference between someone who you just had a kid by this dude versus this is someone who the guy thought enough of you to marry you and y'all had kids whether y'all had kids either before or after y'all y'all got married before after having a kid there is a difference in that so it does hold a different weight depending on the situation i'm not going to say for us i mean i guess you would say one does have a little bit more value than the other but yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, that's my take on it. And like you said, so, but it, it all depends on what a guy is willing to, to like be involved with, to deal with, because like, you think about it, if you are, if you meet a woman and she has a couple kids and she's got a couple, she has, she has a couple kids by two different guys. And if these guys are, even if these guys are like they are co-parenting well and everything is good. These are still two other guys that you have to have somewhat a relationship with. So then that's just, I mean, it's just over time, it may become more than what somebody is willing to deal with. Right. Right. I can see that aspect as well. I, I really do feel it comes down to being an individual preference, Absolutely. an individual choice on on each side. Now, this is one that really gets under gets under my gears. No, it's, is, is it's, that even it's, a phrase? It grinds my gets gears. my goat. Grinds my Touch gears, my right? Damn it! It grinds my. When people wind it up, wind it up. Right. <laughs> up top, Girl Scout. Okay, sorry. So when <laughs> I've never been a Girl Scout, they wouldn't let me in. <laughs> wind it up. So. <laughs> When telling your kids about your dates, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay. Telling the kids about your dates. Keisha, I want you to lead this one because I mean, this is a really important piece. Well, I have two kids and my kids are, I was going to say the ages, 21 and 17. And they're at an age where they're like, you know, 
well, mommy, are you dating? And mommy, well, tell me. You know, they ask questions and stuff. So I, I have a level of a conversation with them and definitely with my 21 year old because you know our relationship changed from her being you know she's always mama's baby but now she's a young adult so we have a more open communication so she's not my best friend not at all but we have levels of conversations where we can kind of talk and I can like share certain stuff with her to give her or a example or visual or you know give tips or guidance in dating by kind of opening up self-disclosing about my own dating relationship well dating not date relationship but dating um experiences so. and what about you chris from a male's perspective about kids and dates um, i mean i think you, i mean you have to feel as though i mean when like the timing is right make sure this is somebody that's going to be around for a period of time so you don't want it to be like hey this is somebody that you've known for a couple of weeks or a couple of months because i mean you still don't know it's still early you don't know if this is something that's going to be long term that potentially could be, but you just want to be sure because you don't want, especially when you have like younger kids and I'm saying like kids that's like, I will say under the age, under the age of like maybe 12, but especially when you have younger kids, like five or six or younger or younger than that, because they are very impressionable. So it's like meeting somebody meeting somebody and then also they are like hey well where's miss such and such or mr such and such and like they get the younger kids get so connected and attached to people early on so you just want to make sure it's somebody that is there for the long term absolutely absolutely and i agree with that 200 percent because they're forming bonds with these individuals too not to mention they go through the divorce with you they go through the divorce with mm -hmm. you so they're going to go through any emotional aspect of that in their own way but then when you start introducing new people in that's going to be an emotional experience and then if they make a bond with that person and then the person disappears or goes away that's another loss right Right. And they don't they don't ask for that. This is your mess. Right. They're just living in the house. This is your mess. So I, I agree mm -hmm. with both of what you said. You have to keep having consideration your children. And then I guess right. what would be a good time frame, though, to make them aware of somebody? You know what I'm saying? Like, because you can't keep if somebody starts to turn into a serious connection, you know, you don't want to keep it a secret. So how do you introduce the new person to the children and when is the right time to do it? For me, I'm not quick to introduce my kids to someone. Now, if I have a strong connection with someone and we've been dating for like closer to a year, I would say like nine months to a year. And it seems like, you know, this is solid before I really hadn't really introduced my kids to many people. That's for one. And two, if I did, I would ask them, like, would you, you know, I would talk to them about the person that I'm dating first and ask, would you like to meet 
this person. If my kids is not, and then my, my kids are very direct, if they're not ready to meet somebody, they'll let me know. And, you know, hey, then that's a no-go. But I'm not, you know, everybody I meet, I'm not asking, you know, would y'all like to meet my new friend? No, they don't even know a whole lot in depth about my dating world. The things that I've shared with them is based off of experience for goddess. So for me, it has to be close to a year and they have to be willing to want to meet this person. That sounds good. And, and Chris, you know, is it much different from, for a male when you introduce your children or tell your children about somebody you're dating? I mean, I mean, it is different now. I mean, like I said, it's just when you feel as though, Hey, this is somebody where it's going to be something long-term you would introduce them because like I say you don't want them to like I say you just don't want them to then you have to deal with those questions of hey well, where is such and such and so I mean I would say the time frame I mean I mean I think it depends on how much you how much you and this person are involved how much you guys are like hanging out being together because then if it's somebody that's long term or somebody that you think is going to be long-term, you kind of want them to get to know the kids and the kids to get to know them just to see like how that interaction goes as well. Because what happens if it's for whatever reason, they don't get along with the kids or the kids don't get along with them? Like, what? Well, I mean, what That's do you- That's a good what, question. So what, what, yeah, what, That's what a good question. Is that a deal breaker? If, okay, you've met somebody you feel strongly about this person and you want to introduce them to your kids. You want to introduce the kids to them. What if the connection between them isn't what you would like? How, how does that go? Right. Is that a deal breaker? That's, and that's for both of y'all. If you introduce somebody you're dating to your children and they do not click, they don't get along is that a deal breaker? I would say absolutely, it's a, it's a deal breaker. Because at the end of the day, I mean, your kids are your kids. Your kids aren't going, they're going to be your kids for the rest of your life, for their life. Regardless. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, right. that person could be, even if they're there for four or five years, that's still like, no, nah, it's not. Nah. I think that should be a deal breaker. What do you think, Keisha? Well, my kids, they're gifted in certain areas and one of them have great insight and pick up on things quickly. So we were actually at a store one day and I ran into a friend that I was dating, not knowing that he was going to be there too. Cause of course, and I'm like, oh God, in my mind, I was like, oh, how'd you, your daughter? Cause I don't want to see my daughter, you know, just thinking like, I don't want him to meet her. I'm not ready for him to meet her. And so he said, hello. She said, hello. And I just remember our conversation when we walked away, she was like, something about him. I don't, mm, I don't, mm, I don't think he's a good person. And I was like, okay. And which I didn't let her know this is somebody that I am dating. Cause I would, we wouldn't at the point of even having that conversation you know, with her. I wasn't at the point with him, but even having a conversation with her, but she was right. 
I mean, I never revisit that conversation with her or said anything more about it, but he was someone that just wasn't a good dude. Definitely not a good dude to date. So, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a difficult one, right? Because like Chris said, your kids are your kids. Yes. They're your kids. But I've seen people in relationships that choose the person they're dating over the child. I've seen it. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a whole nother topic. Now, can, for a whole now, can, discussion, I, can I ask you is, all ladies a question? That, because this is a situation that I've had come up in the past. So, okay, every, everyone here, we're all parents. So, should your yep. kids, like your kids, shouldn't should your kids always be your top priority? In my opinion, so if yes. You get involved with somebody else. Would that person ever get top priority over your kids? I think your kids are your top priority. Let's just say that. But when they become an adult, you know, and you're out here and you're dating or you're meeting someone at some point if they're stepping out of line i don't think it's it it shouldn't be a problem with you putting them in their place right you know and though your children are your priority and i'm sorry i'm biblical so looking at the principle of god your mate at some point i mean i know it's different when they're not the dad the father of your kids but at some point your mate needs to be I don't know if they need to be ahead of the kids or what, but they need to be a high priority. Like it does, they, their presence, their whatever makes a difference. So I don't, I, and this is only in a healthy situation, not where the kid is just being a butthole and just never like anybody you date. You know what I'm saying? It's just trying to break up every relationship or whatever. And this is my mom or this is my dad. Da, 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 da. No, you know. That's the way I'm, you know, what I'm referring to in addressing this, addressing your question. And for me, it feels like it's kind of in a different container. Like, I don't feel my mate should be competing against my kids. There shouldn't be a competition. I'm a mother. I was a mother before this person came to me and started this relationship. And I'll, I'll be a mom until the day I die. But the person coming in, like like Keisha said, it, it should be a healthy connection where that person shouldn't feel like there's a competition you know what i'm saying like if i start mm-hmm. dating somebody who has kids i'm going to love those kids as if they're my own for the simple fact of they're a part of him and right. i know a lot of people don't have that same thought process but for me i do if i'm dating a man who has children that's a package deal i would never put myself in a situation to say choose me over your kids like that's wrong that's completely crazy to me but i know there's people out there who have a different viewpoint but that's just mine i don't feel there should be a competition it's more of a blended experience but there shouldn't be that well you better come over here to me and that no i i mean i don't know that's just how i think about it i I, it shouldn't it shouldn't be a competition my partner shouldn't be competing against my children and I shouldn't be feeling like I need to compete with somebody's kids. Like, I wouldn't feel that way. It's like, those are your kids. I get that. I don't know. Did, yeah, did no, we answer no, your no, question? I just, wanted, I just wanted two women perspectives on it. Because it's like, I know that's something that I've 
like had to deal with and that I've like had come up in different situations for as I guess dating other people or being involved with other people for a certain question. So I just want to make sure it wasn't me tripping or if I wasn't thinking about things a certain way. But anywho, moving to the the last two areas people talk about are playing paying close attention and listening to your instincts. And we've kind of hinted to those two things already. If something feels off, it's probably off. You know what I'm saying? If something feels off, it's probably off. Why are you shaking your head? I believe that. Like right now, I feel something's I mean, wrong with you. I believe that. Okay, see, exactly. So that proves my point. Mm. What what do you say then, Keisha? If something feels off, it probably is off. That's that's what I think. If something feels off, it's time for a conversation. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Communication. But you also know women, we can mm. paint a picture of something that makes well, a man will be like, how in the world? Where you came up with that? How you got how you came to that conclusion? So I don't know if men do it as much as women, but I know we do. But so, I do think there's an environment that's created for a female to do that. It's not like, unless there's some serious issues that female has, we don't just sit around saying, hmm, I have, mm-hmm. this man is doing everything not to be shady, right? He's he's showing up, he's responsive, he's accountable, he communicates, if I'm in a healthy relationship, I'm just not going to sit around and be like, I wonder what he's doing at work right now. You know what I'm saying? If I'm hell, I've never mm-hmm. been in a healthy connection where I started doubting and putting store. Anytime that has happened is because the dude has been showing behaviors that are suspect to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this behavior is changing or you were very responsive. Now all of a sudden you dropping off. Or are you starting to do this and you're starting to do that? Now I'm going to start checking in to say, hmm, something must be up. But if you have not given me any reason to start thinking in that space, then I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. I, I guess Chris no, is going to be quiet. I was waiting for you to drop that mind quote. I mean, that, that was a perfect I'm time, not. I'm not. You know, Even though episode, I'm, not. The Maya I'm quote. not. And that was the time for the mind quote right there. Um, I'm going to let you do it. We need, we, need, we need to get that on the soundboard. So then, like I said, because, yo. We're just going to, I'm going to have to yeah, find it where Maya is actually it. saying just it and just press ahead, it. Go ahead and drop the word saying uh, Maya Bomb. Just press it. Every, every, every episode, every episode. Look, it's right here. People mm. will tell you who they are. Mm. You just have to listen. Mm. I'm trying to say, man, everybody just take that thing and just flip it, make it everything. But at the end of the day, as we as we close it up, it's a challenge. Dating after a divorce is a challenge. And it really doesn't matter how long the marriage was. It really comes down to your intention, your healing journey, because it's a journey. It's a journey. And what your expectation is moving beyond the marriage. You know what I'm saying? So if you have, if we have any listeners listening and are in this situation, what words of advice would you guys give them? I would say, you know, just jump in there. Try it. Try it out. (laughs) Words of advice after marriage and dating. I would definitely say, I mean, you have to try it because I don't think it's just going to fall in your lap. Now, it may, but uh, know who you are. 
know your non-negotiables, give it a shot. Just try. Listen to the what we talked about earlier in regards to safeguarding your kids and not putting your children out on your profiles. Be careful of the pictures that you're posting too, because your pictures may be saying you want something that you don't want, or it may be saying you don't want something that you do want. So you got to be careful in your posting as well. And be honest in dating. Be honest. All right. Yeah. My answer is twofold. First of all, if. Oh boy. If you're the person that's been divorced, <laughs> going through the divorce, just like I said, one, just make sure that one, you are over the previous person. Also make sure kind of you're ready and prepared for it. You've done the kind of work on yourself to kind of get back in the game. You don't want to get out there and pull a muscle. My second part is for... <laughs> what? Yeah, you got to make sure you warmed up. Like I said, you want to go out? Look, man, come on. Man. You know, you work out. Jeez. You work out, right? You want to make sure you warmed up. You don't want to just... If you took like a little long layoff and then you just go in there and try to do something, pull a muscle, then you ought to commission a little bit longer. But I digress. Okay, now, but the second part is for an individual for dating someone who has been divorced. First of all, make sure that the person is actually divorced. Stop dealing with these people that, yeah, look, (laughs) that's a big one. See, I waited to the end to bring it up. Stop dealing with these people that's like separated. You know, yeah, okay. I, I mean, separated is not divorce. And I would tell, I would say this, separated, oh, well, yeah, he's separated, but they plan on getting a divorce. If you're going to deal with somebody that's like that, ask the right questions on, okay, well, when, what steps are y'all in? When do you expect divorce, the divorce to be finalized and get that stuff up front? Because a lot of times people will use that whole I'm separated to like keep from being, keep from having to commit. In you a said, committed what? relationship. Yep. You mm-hmm. was disagreeing? I was disagreeing. Oh, okay. Uh, you've I been agreeing with me all night. So, I mean, I've been spitting facts. Good God, I'm like, you never agreed with me this much. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, but yeah, for real, like, yeah, yeah, but no, but like, like, make sure if you're dealing with somebody that's separated, you can have those conversations with them to know exactly where they are and what they're thinking and how things are going. So then you don't get caught in a situation where you are just a, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me out. You're just a speed bump. There we go. Somebody oh, filling yeah, space. Filler. Somebody We're taking a spot filler. Yeah, spot filler. Space yeah. filler. So that's what I got. I just want to look out for the people. Yeah. And and I agree with what everybody says. But most importantly, know yourself. Know thyself. Do what you need to do to heal. Don't bring your baggage into the next relationship. Don't freaking keep jumping relationships until you know what you want. And then hold true to those boundaries. And if you do have children, know that those relationships just don't impact you. They impact them as well. So be mindful of that. That and, and that a whole conversation I was told some years back where somebody told me single mothers can't date. And that's like a whole other conversation because that goes into so many deep areas. Because there's some days where I do think that. 
it's it's different when you're the one who has the children versus the parent that doesn't and there was some resentment there because i know for me with my ex my ex-husband was out in them streets chick after chick after chick after chick and i'm like damn it must be nice to be free like that you know what i'm saying and that's that's a whole nother discussion because females if you're the parent and i'm not just going to say females if you're the parent with full custody or custody of the children there is a level of responsibility that you just don't have that ability to do if you're really focusing on keeping your home safe for them so those are all little segues to different conversations and and i offer those to be brought up in your own circles to discuss but at the end of the day know thyself know what you want safety first in all aspects psychological emotional spiritual and, and don't don't give up if your desire is to be in a relationship don't just assume it's never going to happen don't give up be like keisha like keisha said just try it don't give up but if you are not looking for a relationship that's okay too it is it is okay so whatever it is just make sure you're doing it for the, for the right reasons and do the work but as always Thank you all for hanging out with us. I hope this sparks some conversation in your own little circles. Keep us informed of any questions that you might have. Make sure to check us out on our Facebook, our Instagram, our website, our TikTok. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. As always, you guys take care. Stay safe. Be well.